Hot 1027 Business with Nzinga. Thanks for staying with us on Hot Business. Statista says the market size of artificial intelligence around the world is predicted to reach around $6.90 billion this year. And then when they're talking about Africa, the statistics get a little bit murky. Let's speak to someone who knows very much about this industry, Lady Mariam Jame. Thank you so much for your time. She's from I Am The Code in the United Kingdom. Just talk to me about what AI means. There's a massive focus on it at the World Economic Forum this year and Africa's role there. I mean, that's, that's an amazing question. First of all, thank you for having me. I'm always honored to speak to you. AI is very scary uh, for us. Uh, and then I'm talking about the intersection between AI and trust. And as you know, here at the World Economic Forum, this uh, this year, the team is rebuilding trust. But in our continent, we need to make sure that we know what we're talking about when we come to AI. We have plenty of data. We must almost be the guardian of our data when it comes to AI. My concern is that, you know, we have not had great conversation around AI. We're opening our APIs to companies. And so I think it's an amazing opportunity for the continent. We will do amazingly well in our continent if we gather uh, and synchronize our ideas and our, uh, you know, collective effort together to understand what we, the opportunities and the challenges AI can have. But for me particularly, I'm really excited about how AI can improve and, and really give access to young women and girls across the continent, across the world, who don't have access to education. AI will be an amazing opportunity for them to leapfrog, uh, you know, better at literacy, at numeracy, understand the world, you know, in, in, their, in their backyard. So I'm excited about AI, but I think we need to make sure that while we're here, the world can make from reshaping the conversation around AI, the African continent become the guardian of its data. It's such a broad topic. And often when I look at it, I just feel like I understand it, but I also don't because I feel like there's maybe a lot of trans takers who are in the space when there's any a new technology that does happen. Just explain to us practically what artificial intelligence could mean even for your constituency. Yeah, for my, just take the example of my young women and girls. I work with young women and girls at I Am The Code. We are the first African-led movement that promotes STEM education, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, art, and design. I did it recently because the art is really good for young women, mental health, and their well-being. And so if you look into the artificial intelligence as a whole, we need data. Data is a big set. For example, how many young women and girls we have right now in Africa learning how to code? That's a data set, right? How many young women and girls do we have who are going to school? You know, we have the UN, the big organizations own our data. So practically, you want to know, for example, how can you improve the life of young women refugees in a camp? Without the right data set, a biased data set, a data set you have not created, you know, your AI will be absolutely blurry. So for many, many years, we had to miss something I call the missing millions in my articles, where we have a, a group of, of people who are not included into the African data. So practically what we need right now is a look into the, our APIs, our data sets across government, across the private sector, so we can improve the life of young women in a refugee camp. And practically it's like, for example, are the girls eating very well? Do we understand you know, why girls are, for example, not seeing their parents in the continent? Have they got enough food? Are they growing up fast? You know, are they confident? What, what is happening with their mental health? And AI has got the, the we can build these models as a continent, you know? So as a, as a coder, as a tech pioneer, what I do is really understand the AI itself. AI is really a very simple prompt. Something, you know, I want to wear yellow today. Tomorrow, if you ask, a, you know, AI to, to give you a yellow t-shirt, probably can design a yellow t-shirt for you because you have told it's like coding, giving an instruction to something. And if you don't give the right instructions, 
or you forgot giving the right instructions or you had the bias in giving the instructions, your AI will be absolutely wrong. And I think for me, my concern is my concern is that we are talking about AI in a in, in the European context, not in the global South context, because we need to take into consideration culture, language, dialects, behavior, you know, all the stuff we you know that makes us human beings must be taken into account when we talk about AI. So that's a practical example of how AI can really improve, you know, the life of young women and girls in Africa, their self-esteem, their confidence, their bodies. AI can change that. Well, I was speaking to Professor Vukosi Marivate from the University of Pretoria yesterday, and he was saying a similar thing. He was talking about language and the importance of making sure that in this massive space that there is an African representation um, and the like. Let's go to Cody. You've done really incredible work in that space. Just tell us about that and also the kind of discussions you have at a meeting like this to try and help advance your work. I mean, that's, an, that's a very good question. So basically, you know, I am the code is now um, a big organization. It's a foundation. We're now in 80 countries. Uh, my initial goal was to teach 1 million women and girls how to code. We now have 55,000 girls into our program globally. And the most really amazing work we've been doing is at the refugee camp in Kenya, in Kakuma refugee camp, which is home of 300,000 people, all Africans uh, from the African continent. They came from the war zone countries, nine nationalities. And so we went there in 2017 as young global leaders here at the World Economic Forum. And the idea was really to help, uh, you know, make the, ref the refugee camp, you know, a place where people understand the human being exists there. And I had the privilege of meeting extraordinary young women and girls who are, I met them when they were 12 years old, 13 years old. Now they are ready to work. So, you know, I sit at the council here, the World Economic Forum, where we trying to reskill upskill young people, bring them into the room, give them the skills of tomorrow. When I started uh, working in Kakumo Refugee Camp, AI was was around, but it was not you talked about this way. Now my girls in Kakuma are looking at ChatGPT, they're looking at models, they're looking at uh, coding, HTML, Java, Python. I believe that uh, the AI conversation we are taking, uh, you know, here at Davos, you know, can really help these young women who are up also leapfrogging refugee girls, black refugee girls in Kenya, in Kakumo refugee camp talking about AI is unheard of, absolutely unheard of. And I'm excited the next six years. I am so excited about the young people in Africa. And by the time we launch our new new company, really making sure we're leveraging AI to, you know, really eliminate barriers of education, it will be amazing. But we need to make sure, as to my point earlier, as a continent, we need to sit down, gather, synchronize our minds, talk about AI in a way it mean it makes sense for Africa, not for the global Europe or for the other organizations or you know the West, but for Africa, it has to make sense because we actually were late as a continent when it comes to coding and AI and technology. You know, we have some pocket of countries that are doing very well, but the opportunities of AI in Africa is so massive. But you know, I'm I'm always an opportunist, opportunistic. You know, I'm opportunist, but at the same time, you know, I'm I'm pessimistic when it comes to AI because the trust. I just know that sometimes we are not in control of our APIs in Africa. We're not in control of our data. And I just want to make sure whoever is building uh, APIs and models across Africa, do not forget our young girls and the marginalized communities. And we need to really be at the center of every single conversation related to AI in Africa. This is my advice to my fellow Africans, government, private sector, ministers here, everybody around, around Africa, if you want to sign a contract, want to talk about AI, Bring us in the room and we will support you because the opportunity for Africa will be billions of dollars, but also the problem we have, we may lose 
young women and girls and boys into the conversation and they will never have access to this amazing you know solution we are all uh, you know trying trying to have I should have asked you this earlier in the conversation what's an API so an API is like like you know basically consider going into a into a into your house like it's like a kitchen like it's like where all the data is right so it's like really uh, where all the data is stored it's like almost a storage like cloud you know where everything is stored uh, and when you have uh, you know when someone else steal this data or someone else have access to this data um, you know they can hack this data at the moment for example I don't want to name any company but they own our APIs in Africa right for example and so and 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 unfortunately for the last thirty years. So they have all these APIs in their in their hand, and so they know how many people we have in agriculture. They know our energy sector. They know everything, and so you know, and 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 this is a big big problem for us. So, government, especially the Minister of Economies, Minister of Digital Economies, Minister of Communication, need to really go back and work with their teams to make sure that you know we don't make this a free for all access. We need to make sure we look into our tech companies. We need to talk to our IT departments to uh, look into cybersecurity because, you know, some of our APIs being so weak, our firewalls being so weak, can really create a cybersecurity issue in the continent. You know, somebody can have access to our energy industry in South Africa or in Senegal or somewhere where, you know, it's weak. So I'm, I'm just trying to say that we need to be very careful that the kitchen is closed uh, before we open it up to people. That's and tell me about the announcements uh, that you're going to be making at Davos at the World Economic Forum during this week. Well, you know, you always get the exclusivity. So, so I'm I'm very pleased to announce that uh, because of all the concern I have and and people knowing me in the tech uh, industry for the last twenty years, I've been doing a lot of work in uh, in Africa when it comes to tech. Today, I'm opening an AI company. Uh, it's really important. It's called Accurate AI. You heard it here first. <laughs> called Accurate AI. So accurate as accuracy. And AI, you know, as artificial intelligence. And the idea really is to use the power of the data we have in Africa to, uh, you know, remove the barriers of education. That's number one. And the second point we're trying to do is to bring humanity into the boardroom. You may not, your audience may not know this, but every single decision we make in the world is made by human being. Sometimes it's made by human being behavior. So if we don't have the right APIs, the right uh, you know AI, we're going to make a lot of lot of uh, you know lot of issues. So, policymakers in Africa at the UN, the public-private organization we work with, they have the chance right now to make decisions to improve the life of Africans and African the African girls. It's so important we do that because if I'm standing here today next to you, it's because I learned how to code seven coding languages. So for me, it is an absolute honor. A coding for me to open this company, I think it's the right time. Then we to bring the conversation around AI and make AI human. We need to make sure that artificial intelligence uh, is at the core, at the boardroom level where decisions are made. We don't forget, uh, you know, our communities because that's where the money is. That's where decisions are made at the UN level policies. Uh, and I think that my, I'm hoping that my company uh, that I set up here today in Davos will change the life of many, many girls, but also will bring a new consciousness in the mind of businesses uh, who own our data, are coming to Africa because we are, you know, an exciting continent, the next frontier. Uh, but, you know, I want to make sure that whatever decision they make to use our data, they don't forget the marginalized communities.
Lady Mariam Jameh from I'm the Code in the United Kingdom. Thank you so much for your time on Hot Business this evening. Appreciate you giving us insight into the work that you're doing and the issues that are faced uh, on the continent in particular when it comes to AI. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so excited to launch my new company, Accurate AI, with you. Hot 1027 Business with Enzinger.